0: The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily
1: reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Or it could be the Pinpoint <laughs> Health show. It could be. I'm just throwing it out there. Savan's got to wait, okay? He's got to wait. He's got to stay. I'm going to
0: ba- I'm going to backcharge Savan for that. <laughs>
1: for the entire year pinpoint health show dr lou is ready to go of course it is uh 416-870-6400 that is the number to call in you have health concerns you probably do something uh something bothering you something you've always wanted to know call dr lou now here on the air for the next hour 416-870-6400 pinpointhealth.ca is the way to book an appointment through one of the clinics they're open they're uh they're rocking so make sure you take care of that as well and you can always check out the Lou Down. That would be the long-form podcast. Uh, morning, pal. How are you?
0: Good morning. I'm well. How are you, John?
1: I'm good. It's sunny. A little cool, but it's a nice day out there. What are we, uh, what are we covering today? Well, I mean,
0: since it's the disability show today, I, I you know, it's funny enough, that is a, a realm that I work in as well and my company works in when it comes to, um, you know, things like assessments for um car accidents and disability claims and obviously treating these people that right. have been hurt in these things at the clinical level so um you know it is something that we do very much and and if anybody you know my favorite part of this show is is the phone call so if people are dealing with these types of things not the legal side but the health side of things if you've, you've been injured in something and are wondering sort of, you know, from a healthcare perspective, how, how you should be navigating that space and, and what you should be doing to get better. I'm happy to take those calls as well and, and help try to answer whatever questions um, listeners may have. But it is something very much that we see. And, you know, I, last week we were speaking about spine related pain. And when it comes to car accidents and slip and falls and things like that, I would say the vast majority of things are actually spine related issues that end up as a result of those types of injuries. Um, so, again, very much something that is part of the repertoire of what Pinpoint Health offers. Um, you know, car accidents, when people are hurt in car accidents, um, these types of claims. And, and, you know, here's the thing about that. People don't realize the amount of force that right. happens in these things yep. and the effect on the body. Um, and, it's, and it's quite tremendous, right? You, you've got to understand that you've got force is mass times acceleration that's the physics of it right and when you've got these massive machines these cars suvs whatever you may be in and you usually are there's usually two of them involved and you've got all this mass and at an acceleration that you know whatever it may be there's a lot of force that ends up getting transferred from the vehicle into your body and that's why people sustain injuries and it's interesting because you know obviously in the beginning you want to make sure that there's nothing wrong from an emergency standpoint which is obviously number one right you want to make sure there's no spinal cord injuries um you know hemorrhaging in the brain anything like that so that's typically when you know ambulance is first on scene and the paramedics they'll do their best to assess that if they think you've got to go to the hospital they'll make that recommendation otherwise you know you should follow up with with your healthcare professional and even if you otherwise feel fine what people often don't realize is sometimes it takes a few days for um The issues and the pain that's associated with it to actually set in and and in all honesty, i've seen it take even longer than that. Sometimes it could be weeks and months later um, where there's all, all of a sudden an effect of what happened starts to set in so it's not something you know I really always try to encourage people um you know when when unfortunately they're in event in an, in an event like that, you do need to go get checked out and and get your 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 musculoskeletal system assessed properly because you want to make sure that you're getting these things early we know really well that um you know as you leave these things for too long chronicity will set in and you know again something that i've hammered home on this show a million times once chronicity starts to setting you're dealing with a whole different monster um and it's really really important to do that and you know, there's a lot of emerging research in this area of call it like, you know, let's say the car accidents, um, the insurers, and this and and those types of claims. Oftentimes, you hear a lot of times people will be hurt in these accidents, and right away, where are they going? They're going for just simple massage or you know, passive type of therapy or whatever it may be. And and again, research is starting to emerge that shows us that actually, you've got to get you know, moving with rehabilitation almost right away in order to really prevent that chronicity. So there is a proper approach to these things. And, you know, oftentimes what just feels good, like, listen, John, everybody loves a massage. I love it. You love it but that doesn't always mean that it's the right thing for the long-term prognosis of what you've got going on and i'm also not saying that massage therapy doesn't play in a role we offer massage therapy it absolutely plays a role in conjunction and too often we see people who have been hurt in car accidents or disability claims and you see them a year a year and a half after their injury and all they've done is passive interventions right and and It's just something, you know, oh, I go get this done to me or I go get that done. And, and, you know, once you start to investigate and say, well, how much exercise are you doing? How much rehabilitation? Oh, I don't do any of that. And oftentimes what they end up saying is it hurts too much. And this is the point of healthcare where you've got to educate someone on the difference between hurt and harm. Um, Some things can hurt you in your your journey of getting back to health, uh, but they're not necessarily harmful. Vice versa, you can have things that actually don't hurt you at all and are actually very harmful. And a good example of that is like chronic low back pain due to a mechanical cause. Oftentimes people, you know, we try to get people, we give them uh, core strengthening exercises and people will say, well, yeah, but after I do it the next day, I feel sore. I'm in pain, but that's delayed onset muscle soreness. That means you're getting stronger. So there's a hurt associated, but there's no harm in that. That's actually a good thing. Versus you not doing anything doesn't necessarily hurt you but is extremely harmful for the for the long term um, management of your back pain so it's really really important that especially in these types of things we sort of started talking about these types of accidents where there's you know a, a level of trauma that's involved you really got to get on that as early as possible and and I know unfortunately it always Not always, but a lot of times these things become more legal than they are healthcare related. But I really encourage people anytime that they're hurt. Priority number one should be getting better because, you know, I've seen all too many cases that don't get better. And and really, there's some simple things that you can do from the get go that can almost ensure that you do get better.
1: Again, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the number. Yeah, it's interesting because people will often, you know, to your point, they'll they'll have a bit of a, what they seem would be a fender bender. They don't they feel fine afterwards. Maybe you know, there's adrenaline going through their body, and they don't feel. Oh, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm just going to go home. then two months later, something creeps up. And for the life of them, they can't remember whatever would have caused this because they didn't feel anything in the day of the accident. They figured, no, that couldn't be it. That was three months ago. I would have felt that right away. And that goes down the whole road to leading problems that could be long term, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and again, we, you've got to consider that we have you know human bodies, and and in these types of events, there's massive force that's being transferred into our bodies, and a lot of the times it's no it's no different than say repetitive type of work where you know someone will say like I, I oftentimes will see people and you know they do some type of repetitive work uh, constantly, and they'll say yeah, but I've been doing this for ten years, so it can't be that. Well, it's like well. It's the ongoing trauma of it that may be actually what's causing it. And no different than a car accident or, or some type of massive force like that. It can set off, you know, a precipitating event, something that happens in your body that, yes, you don't feel immediately right away, but then combined with everything else that you're doing in your life, which none of us are perfect, right? Like we're, we, we all have poor posture and things like that and repetitive things that we tend to do. And you, set, and you combine it with that, and then all of a sudden, yeah, John, like you said, a few months down the line, you start thinking like, gee, I, I've never had back pain before, and I've never had neck pain, and then all of a sudden I'm getting all this neck pain and back pain, and you know, I can't think of anything else that's been different in my life. That, that is, that's why getting it taken care of early, whether, you know, a lot of times from a clinical perspective, we can pick up dysfunction, even if there's no pain. Right, and and that's a big thing. Like pain is an important indicator to make people realize, oh, you know, I should go see somebody. But that's not always necessary, especially if you know you've had a trauma. Right, like you might think that you're pain free and that you're fine. It's not going to hurt to go get checked out and and just get uh, you know assessed from a functional standpoint and see what's going on. And and you know, a lot of the times, if you're seeing someone who's been involved in something like that, like if I'm seeing someone who's been involved with that and they're overall asymptomatic but I start to note some things. Really, a lot of it is just the encouragement to be as active as possible, right? And, and with some specific guidance in terms of what that activity should be for that particular person. Um, and, and as a consequence of, you know, what, you've got to look at the type of accident, the, the acceleration that was involved, uh, you know, where you rear-ended, where you hit from the side, that will give us an indication of what things uh, might happen. Were you a passenger? Were you a driver? All of these other things. So it is, very, very important to, to make sure that you get these things, again, checked as early as possible. Um, see someone who can, you know, assess the musculoskeletal system and, and determine if there's anything there that needs to, to have further investigation or at least some therapeutic intervention.
1: The uh, phone number, by the way, 416-870-6400. You want to bring on your calls if you're having any sort of uh, issues of your own. That's why we do the show here every Saturday morning. You know, I mean, safety is a great thing. And cars of, you know, every every year they're getting safer and safer with all kinds of uh, equipment and technology. But it's almost like this. This pod of insulation people feel, you know, it's like they're they're, uh, not that they've been desensitized to it. But if you go back to a car when, you know, you and I were kids in the the 70s and early 80s, I mean, man, it's, you know, you could hear everything, feel everything. Now it's like it's 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 like a hotel room on wheels. I guess it's a good thing because it's safety. But at the same time, it almost gives you a false sense of security in some ways. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, and I definitely think that the way things are built now, and I'm by no means a car expert, um, yeah. are definitely safer in terms of preventing fatalities, for sure. Uh, but the reality is, uh, you know, the, the musculoskeletal consequences that you're going to feel, um, I, I don't know if that's changed as much. And I'm, I, I'm not saying yes or no, I'm, I'm genuinely saying, I don't know, we see a ton of people hurting car accidents and and yeah i think probably the safety features have helped a lot with the fatality like you know when you watch those videos of them crashing it into a wall right like you know like yeah the person survives but you see what happens to their body in the Mm -hmm. midst of that with those dummies right like that that's not what our bodies are meant to do there that's a lot of force and and um trauma that gets uh you know taken into your body and and that is gonna have an effect like I, i can promise anybody there's no one really walks away completely free from these things. That, that has an effect whether you realize it immediately or you don't.
1: 416-870-6400. Take a quick break. We'll get to your calls as soon as we come back. 416-870-6400. The time is now to give us a call. Info at pinpointhealth.ca through email as well. We'll continue. Pinpoint Health Show. This is Global News Radio. They don't realize that they are still doing those sort of things, right? Oh, yeah. Just like your and, clinic is still serving stopped. Yeah. Some of it never really stopped. Right. So, yeah, all right, so where, I mean, uh, where are we going, pal? Yeah. Um,
0: you know, again, one of the things that I've started, uh, we're going to sort of shift gears here um, yeah. that I've introduced into my practice uh, over the last few months, which uh, I think has been getting a lot of great feedback from listeners that have uh, gone so far as to try this out is the genomic testing that I've spoken about right. before. Uh, a lot of people are reaching out, wanting to get it done. I, I've sort of said, Um, on the show that this is not a diagnostic test. This is very much more informative. So if you want to get sort of a sense of who you are from a genetic perspective, want to get an understanding of things, um, this could be something for you. It's really good for overall wellness. This is really designed for people who are looking for sort of something more to understand, um, you know, where they might have some predisposed problems, uh, the things that they can do. Um, And a lot of people are finding, Uh, is very valuable and I've now done you know dozens and dozens of consultations with people that have received um, their results from the genomic testing um, to go through sort of that stuff and it's been eye-opening for a lot of people in terms of understanding uh, some of the things that they should or should not do like you know the test won't specifically tell you as an example what you should eat and what you shouldn't but obviously based on the results you can infer um, sort of things that might be better or worse. And, you know, uh, one of the sections of that test is, is cardiovascular health. And, you know, in some people who I've been able to sort of infer based on the results, you know, they, they they're more resistance training right now and only doing that stuff. And yet, you know, the results come back and say, you know, you're at some risk for, for cardiovascular disease. And then all of a sudden we're including some aerobic type of exercise in the, in their overall lifestyle routine, just really to, um, again provides some some benefit in terms of protection against that, right? So and, and that's good because it helps people to stay motivated on, okay, I know why I've gotta, you know, cycle three times a week or why I've got to do that, even though I've never done it in the past, I now see the value in that. Another aspect of it has been people trying to understand where they're Uh, Diets should be in terms of not diet in terms of how do you lose weight, but what is it that you should eat that's beneficial for you. And, you know, from a very high level, we can identify whether, you know, with starch metabolism, you're predisposed to weight gain or with fat metabolism, and that can really help to shape the type of diet that you have. So that's a very, very powerful thing in anybody sort of trying to um, improve their overall wellness.
1: And it's not the type of thing. I know you, you like to reiterate the fact that this is not finding out who your great great grandfather was in Estonia no. back in the day. It's it's not that type of testing. It's 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 purely from a physical nature, and it's to set you down the path of things you maybe could be changing daily in your lifestyle to uh you know to increase your health. Really, what it boils down to, right?
0: Yeah, your overall wellness, exactly. And you know the the test is really broken down into four big categories. So they look at the genomics. Uh, a a bunch of genes in in the area of mood and behavior so you get sort of this mental health understanding um you know again i like to use my examples but you can find out whether you have this type of warrior attitude or warrior attitude which Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people probably know that anyways because you know who you are uh but this helps to understand why you might be a certain way um and and within it there's also you know the the test gives you sort of um, you know, tidbits of information, like one particular gene, if there's an expression of that gene, um, you know, then maybe SSRIs, which are a class of antidepressants, may not actually be beneficial for you. And so, you know, that's not saying that you, you should or shouldn't take it, but it's information that at least you can provide to your primary health care providers and say, well, you know, based on my genes and the research, it says that, you know, this might not be beneficial. Maybe you go down a different path. Um, So mood and behavior, there's the cardiovascular health that I spoke about. There's a methylation report, which is essentially how things happen in your body. Um, The different breakdowns from a biochemistry standpoint, which is very, very important. And that can give you an idea of sort of which vitamins might be more important for you or not. And then finally, uh, the metabolism report, which is the one thing that I would say most people seem to be most interested in is sort of understanding, you know, what their metabolism is like and what it is that they should or should not be. Uh, doing to really help that. And so, you know, again, for anybody looking for an overall wellness report, just to give you that extra boost or that next step, I think there's a lot of value in it for sure.
1: You know, it's, it's, it's really amazing to me too that, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to to do a genomic testing this and find out, okay, if you're a carb person or a fat person, that, that's purely <laughs> the physical but the warrior versus, versus warrior, I mean, that that's totally a personality, mental thing. And whoever thought that from a saliva test, a simple saliva test, you could boil down that type of information. That fascinates me more than anything about this entire test.
0: Yeah, listen, and, and that, you know, sometimes there may, like, you know, it may not be of value to you per se, but as an example, like I know mine, I had more of that warrior type of Uh, of genetics. And I sort of knew that about myself. I've had, you know, some, some stressful things happen in life and I sort of know how to tackle it. And I realized that I could tackle it. Um, So, you know, it doesn't really provide me much added value, but where I found benefit to it is, you know, I have young kids and I want to know sort of where their mental uh, and mood disposition might be. Right. So that that way, you can sort of help set them up for the right way. There's this, does, it's not better to be a worrier or a warrior, right? There's right. no, this isn't like one is superior to the other, but it is better to sort of know how you handle things. And, you know, even more so me being a warrior, as an example, if my son turns out to be a warrior, you know, and I, if I don't know that information, I probably have a level of frustration where I'm like, you know, like I don't get it. You're not doing this the way I would. And, and really this helps you to realize, hang on a sec. Like, you may not be the identical person you want it to be and you might have different genetic predispositions and now all of a sudden that can sort of help relationships in a way right like Mm -hmm. and 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 this is what i mean that this is not diagnostic it's more of a of an educational thing where you can infer certain things none of this is absolute in terms of like you know that your your kid if, if they're more of a warrior uh, or a warrior that they're not a warrior or that they don't have some of those traits it just it could i think it could provide some overall value and I, it's provided value in my life and my family's life and and I, and you know the other people that have come through and 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 had it done have found it to be beneficial for sure
1: Let's take a, a quick break here. We'll give you some time to regroup and uh, grab a phone. If uh, you got a phone call, some physical issues, something that's been uh, bothering you, you know what? Just ask. It's really that simple, 416-870-6400 for the remaining time here this morning. It's uh, just 1135, so you got tons of time to call in, 416-870-6400. Info at pinpointhealth.ca. And don't forget the long-form podcast, the loo down available where you get your favorite podcasts as well. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. It sure is, A 1137 here, lots of time for you and your concerns, health concerns, bring them on, we'd love to, i uh, love to talk to you this morning on this lovely Saturday, it's 416-870-6400, info at pinpointhealth.ca for email, and to reach out after the show to Dr. Lou or one of his team, 1-855-55-DRLOU, D-R-L-O-U. Genome testing. I love this thing. It's, uh, it's quite simple, too. It's not very invasive, is it? simply a saliva test. It gets sent away, and then the information gets back to you, and then you kind of dissect it with the patient, correct?
0: Yeah, it's as simple as it gets. There's a, a saliva-based test that's actually mailed out to you. Um, there's instructions, obviously very simple. Um, and then, you know, there's a way bill that's sent out. It gets sent to a lab at McGill University where the genomics um, are, are, are run. A report is created because It's informative it's actually sent directly to whoever the person is that is the is the person providing the sample so there's nothing in this that says you have to follow up with me right it's purely information it's it's a pretty extensive report so they do a good job um in in providing information i I, most people that see it i would say like almost 100 percent so far i can't think of anyone that's opted not to go through with it with me just to have sort of you know a professional's opinion on it um but it's not absolutely necessary and yeah it's a, it's a very simple test again really good if you're looking for an overall uh, wellness boost and, and information about who you are and again who your family like you know your kids your loved ones uh, some of the things that might be risk factors for them again some people you know, some people know they have high cholesterol, right? Like, you don't right. need to have a genomic test to tell you you're predisposed to that. But you may have kids and you're wondering, gee, I wonder if they're predisposed to it. And if they are, you know, are there eating patterns for the family that might be better if, if you adopt a certain type of uh, of um, diet approach that limits that and get them, you know, thinking of that from a young age? That, that I think, is a very, very powerful thing, right? It, you may sometimes, um, and a lot of people have called in for this, where it's like, you know, they they know it might be too far past for them, like in terms of 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 knowing because they already know sort of what they have. But does it help the younger people in your family that you, you might be you know worried about or know some of the things that have uh, are prevalent in the family history? Um, and you know, this is a way to sort of check out: is is that um, is that the case? Are those genetics actually there? Because it may not be. And I gave one of the examples that I use, which was beyond you know, shocking to me to find out was everybody on my dad's side, like everybody has diabetes. And so, you know, I've always sort of adopted the approach of a very low carb diet, um, exercising, all that stuff, just because it's something that I always wanted to prevent. Cause I saw, you know, what it did to him and his brothers and his sisters and, you know, all of them have, have passed um, since they've had it, but the consequences of it were very ugly for me to see. And I, and I, you know, sort of was in my mind, like, you know i want to do everything that i possibly can to stay away from that and so you know i did all of those things but in my mind i always thought you know no matter what i do i'm probably going to get it at some point just because of the genetic link to it gotcha. well you know i have this test done and one of the things that looks at is uh insulin resistance and mm-hmm. and you know if you and 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 that's what diabetes is, is a, a type 2 diabetes anyways And it turns out I'm actually a very low risk for developing type 2 diabetes. I have sort of the more optimal genetics, which I got from my mom's side. Um, And, you know, that didn't change anything for me in terms of like I'm still on. I've always tried to do a low carb diet because I think there's value in it. Because, again, just because you don't have the genetics doesn't mean you can't get it. It is very much a lifestyle uh, type of disease. But what it did do for me is sort of reassure me in the back of my head thinking like, gee, you know what? All this stuff that I'm doing, actually, like, I'm not actually doomed no matter what. Like, you know, I I have a good chance here. If I could do the right things from an environment perspective with my diet, my exercise, and genetics are on my side, well, then, you know, as long as I continue down the right path, I I, I could really do something to prevent me from ever getting that. And to me, that was such a powerful thing to know because, again, I always sort of in the back of my head thought, like, gee, no matter what I do, I'm going to eventually just be doomed and and, and get diabetes. But this was really reassuring. And and again, incredibly surprising to me, um, just because, again, the family history that I have would have suggested that, yeah, I probably have those genetics. But, you know, clearly I I somehow won that genetic lottery and, and, and had some stuff there. At the same time, cardiovascular disease, which was prevalent in both my mom and my dad's side, well, you know, to no surprise, I'm at risk for that. So, Again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything more than I just make sure that I do the best that I can for my cardiovascular health. And this is where me being a healthcare professional, I know what those recommendations are, right? Like eating a well-balanced diet, fruits and vegetables, uh, you know, antioxidant stuff, making sure to include cardiovascular exercise. So running, cycling, those types of things into my overall week versus just focusing on, you know, what the typical guys do, which is just, resistance training, just lifting yep. weights. Um, and so there's there's huge benefit in knowing that and, and for me to really say, okay, and again, that's something that I pretty much knew just because of, again, the prevalence on both sides, but this really, you know, solidified it for me where it was like, okay, no, I, I know that I have the poor genetics for that, um, and so I've got to stick to that. Now, where I can take that one step further is my fat metabolism in terms of the fat consumption is actually incredibly good. It doesn't translate into weight gain, which is a good thing, whereas starch metabolism is actually not good and does transfer into weight gain. So likely, I also need to be on sort of a a very low-carb diet that is higher in fats and proteins, which, again, is something that I've done for a a long time. I inherently knew that that was the right thing for me. But now I don't ever have to guess about it again, right? Because there's been times where I've said, "Ah, maybe I should go more on a vegetarian type of diet. But a vegetarian diet can actually be quite high in carbs because when you're limiting uh, a lot of the proteins, then you really focus so much more on the carbs. And, and, you know, it turns out the answer for that for me now is like, no, you shouldn't be on that. That, that actually is not going to help you um, and may actually be detrimental to the cardiovascular health and all that stuff. So now I just focus more on a diet of proteins um, and healthy fats, of course, and, and some, and some carbohydrates, obviously I don't completely eliminate it. There is value in, and my starch metabolism was moderate, so it wasn't the worst that it could be. So, you know, that's sort of what I took away from it and, um, and, and was able to sort of solidify my life plan in terms of what my exercise routine should be, what the diet should be. And now I don't, again, ever have to, in 10 years, I don't need to say, well, I'm going to try this different diet or this different approach. It's like, no, th- these are my genetics. That's, that's what I'm going to do.
1: And you found, like, even though it was a personal test for you, I mean, there's enough in there that give you the heads up to say, oh, maybe, you know, my son, who's, who's very small at this age, maybe this is something he should be looking out for. Or, I mean, what age can you really start doing this test? I mean, it, it's, it's very – it's not invasive at all. It's just no,
0: it's not invasive. I, I You know, it's a good question. I, I would say, like, you know, for me, I ha- it, it, it's like, you know, I, I would think that if you're in your teens, right, like early teens, that's a good time. Mm-hmm. And I mainly say that because, you know, teens might actually be like I can't explain to my two year old son that, you know, you know, he's at risk for for cardiovascular disease. So he shouldn't be eating certain things. And I also don't think at that age it matters as much. Right. Like, I think it's once you get into your teens and you start becoming an adult where you, they, they all have their own reason, you, they can understand these things and, and make sense of it and, and want to do it themselves as well um and i think that's that's a powerful thing so i i don't know that there's any right or wrong age but i i would say generally like i would think you know a teen uh is probably where where is a good place to start
1: it is 1146. we still got some minutes. If you have any health questions of your own, uh, musculoskeletal stuff, bring it on. We always get calls every morning, people asking, you know, what could this be? That's fine. Bring it on. 416-870-6400. Info at pinpointhealth.ca is the email address. And any time you want to reach Dr. Lou when the show is done, one 855 55 doctor Lou. That's the way we roll. Take a short break. Get back to more of it on Global News Radio. All right, eleven forty nine. We are back at it. Still got some time. You want to make a phone call now? Would be the time. Mary, thank you for standing by for a moment. Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Excellent. What's uh? What's on your mind?
2: Well, I was just um telling uh, telling him that my whole life I've just spent trying to figure out how to lose weight and keep mm-hmm. it off. Like I'm fifty three right now, fifty four. I exercise all the time. I watch what I eat, and it seems like nothing happens unless I starve myself. And that's been my whole life. Like, I need to stop eating, and I lose the weight. And then I gain it because I know I've done something wrong, right? It comes back. But um, it's just, I just don't know. I I just don't understand why it just doesn't come off when I want it to come off and stay off. I've gone to see many doctors, they've helped me, they've taken off carbs, then slowly introduced them, and then as soon as I slowly introduce carbs, boom, the the weight comes back on. So, I'm in menopause, like I'm menopausal, like, you know, so it's harder for me now to lose weight, I get it, but I'm just tired of gaining, losing and gaining, losing and gaining. Okay
0: and do you have a specific question mary sorry
2: well i was just wondering if that genome test is right for me like if i should do something like that
0: well it could right like so sort of what i was saying is it could give you a picture of understanding like you know maybe the combination of things that you've been doing are the wrong approach right like you know maybe you do have poor starch metabolism as an example and so you know you maybe you should never be reintroducing starches into your diet right like that that's going to be counterproductive right and so or, or maybe you should be doing more resistance training versus cardiovascular training based on your overall cardiovascular health so yeah we can definitely infer um, different things from that and 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 definitely that's what a lot of people are doing so yeah it could, it could absolutely provide some value. Okay. Alrighty.
1: Alright. All right. Mary, you want to reach Thank out uh, you. afterwards? You can do so. Here's the way that uh, that you want to do that, because uh, that's the next step. Is as, as Doctor Lou is saying, you want to call him at one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U and uh, carry on and check out that test. I think it's something that uh, everybody can really uh, really benefit from. Dylan, good morning. Hello. How are you? I Have a real hey. a real simple question. Yeah. Sure. Um,
0: is it possible to correct? bad posture over the age of early 50s Um, so if the posture is due to um you know something that is more functional like you're just weak in certain areas or too tight and those things can be worked on yes absolutely if you have bad posture as a result of actual anatomical changes then you know typically the answer would be no um so you know some people might say like Oh, you know, your back looks rounded, but that may actually be as a result of degenerative changes in the spine that have led you to become that way. And, you know, no matter what you do, you're not going to get straight again. Uh, But some people may have rounded shoulders. Their spine otherwise is fine, like the anatomical structure is fine, but they have weak muscles and then their, you know, pecs and other muscles may be too tight. So it depends on what is creating the poor posture per se. And what type of doctor would I see? to to test that yeah so any any musculoskeletal specialist chiropractor physiotherapist could absolutely um help with that great i appreciate the answer
1: no problem thanks dylan appreciate the uh, appreciate the call you want to reach out dr Lou? again would be a good place to start that's one Doctor Lou d-r-l-o-u info at pinpointhealth.ca still got a couple minutes to go here you know it's, it's really interesting back to back to mary's call How many people have said that in their lives? I mean, you know, I've tried this, I've tried that, I'll lose the weight, then I put it back on, I'm sick of this battle, and, uh, you know, what's the next step? So maybe, as you said, you know, maybe this genome testing is the way to go for people because, you know, I've, I've struggled with it. We all have, right?
0: Yeah. And and I think the example that really can, you know, take it home for anybody listening is sort of, and I'm just using Mary's example. I'm not saying this is her case, but using the example of where she said, you know, when she's on that low carb diet, it works, but the minute carbs are reintroduced, it gets, uh, you know, the weight starts to come back. And I basically said, yeah, but you know, if, if all of a sudden you're identified to have poor starch metabolism, then we know that that's the, the reality, right? The minute you reintroduce those things, you'll lose weight. So maybe that's the aspect of it that you need, like that, that someone needs is just to be reassured to say, hey, no matter what, these starches are not good for you. So if you want to keep the weight off, there's no reintroduction of it. It's just an elimination of it. Um, and, and you've got to keep it eliminated and that, but that could be a powerful tool. If you know, that's the answer, right? If you know, that's the answer genetically, then, you know, you know what to expect the minute you start reintroducing. And I know it like John, I, I knew my whole life that the minute I reintroduced carbs, I would gain weight. But the minute I had that test, it's not a surprise to me now, right? Like during the holidays, obviously you know, you have more carbs and, and stuff like that. And I gained weight, but I knew because I was having more carbs. There was no surprise. I was still working out. I was doing everything. But I know that I have moderate moderate to poor starch metabolism. So guess what? The minute I reintroduce that stuff, that's not going to be good. It's, it's going to create weight gain. Um, and, and there's no... There's nothing around that there's no like well what about you know can i just have a little bit or can i have it's like well no if you've got if you can't metabolize it well and it leads to weight gain then you should just eliminate it
1: yeah i mean it's it's just the way to go for a, for a good start anyway uh some final words here for a couple of minutes what people should do now that we've uh, talked about this genome testing a little bit from now on this is something they shouldn't hesitate to do right
0: I, listen, it, it doesn't hurt to have a conversation. You know, give, uh. give me a call. one Doctor Lou drlou What we'll do is I'll just get a sense of what you're thinking of this for. If it's just mainly and everyone that I speak to has something different. And, you know, there's been some people that I've spoken to that want it more as a diagnostic test. And I say, no, yes. that's, this is not the right thing for you. Here's what actually you should be doing. But anybody who's considering it from a wellness perspective and trying to, you know, Mary is a good example of somebody that I would say, yeah, I think this could benefit you. I think you might find some value in it to, to know exactly what's going on. I mean, I can't guarantee anything. I can't guarantee that someone finds benefit in something. But, I, I you know, again, I base my judgment based on evidence. And evidence includes scientific literature and and the experience that I'm seeing with with the patients that I deal with and you know people are finding benefit to it they're happy with the results they're not per se what their results are but what level of understanding and information that provides for them for their overall health and wellness and and that's a good thing that's what this whole Thing called health and wellness is about it's about getting to the bottom of it and doing the best that you can for who you are specifically and that's why i really like the genomic testing is it gives you a, a picture of who you are as an individual this isn't something like you're trying to apply a diet to a hundred thousand people and, and and it'll work right. for everybody i've always sort of said that's not the approach you've got to tailor your health and your wellness individually and what better way than to know what your genetics are
1: and that'll do it for another week. Well said. You want to reach out to Doctor Lou, get more information about the genomic testing. That is how you do it through Doctor Lou one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at pinpointhealth.ca. And a reminder that the clinics are open. They're working. They're helping you. And you can find one near you. Simply go to the website pinpointhealth.ca, and we'll catch you next weekend right here, same time. Pinpoint Health Show on Global News Radio.